Hello, it's me. My name is Rob, uh, and I need to stop this song. Um, but I'm here doing the podcast. I- I'm in my bedroom. It's there's no wind here. It's quiet. It's two oh seven in the afternoon. Um. On Monday the 31st of October, uh, this is my first full day home um, since going away. Avid listeners will know that I was away uh, over the weekend. Um, I flew away on the Wednesday, I got home last night on Sunday, and uh, I had a nice time. <laughs> Um, I went to a family wedding, uh, the wedding of my second cousin, and, um, I have to say, I was, uh, thoroughly, um, honoured to be invited to, you know, someone's, the big day of someone's life, um, so I, I went and I was hearty, and uh, I think I was on good form, um, sort of, for pretty much all of the trip. Um, I think, I mean, there's a, there's a few things I'll, I'll uh, kind of touch on, I guess, um, because, I mean, there's, like, kind of, it was what it was in terms of content, like, uh, there was a lot of drinking, there was a lot of great food, there was a lot of, um, you know, fun people, um, and just, like, I don't know, it's nice to be, um, sort of alive and doing things that are, um, like, non- non-standard for for me anyway like I I spend a lot of time indulging in my habits Um, walking around getting coffee going to the beach Uh, and uh, obviously a lot of work is in there as well and I don't know stuff like that cooking Um, like it's quite nice to have not cooked for a while, um, and just eaten very nice food instead, um, largely, broadly, um, so, yeah, it, 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 it is nice to get out of the, out of the ordinary, because I think, uh, sorry, I'm just giving myself a vitamin C, because on the plane home, I was sat next to a, I'm gonna say moderately elderly couple, I'm not sure they were thrilled to be sat next to me. Sorry, just sucking up some excess water. Uh, but I'm not sure they were overly thrilled to sit next to me. But I'm kind of a... I'm pretty low-key traveller. I don't, I don't cause any mischief. I didn't... Um, I don't force anyone to stand up and 
let me go to the can on a short flight. I think that having to go to the toilet on a short flight from London to the Isle of Man is uh, is a failure. It, it's a it's a failing of personal uh, discipline. Now, of course, there are like people will have reasons for needing to go to the can and stuff. So, like, I can accept if you have a medical condition or whatever, or maybe you're pissed. But I think that generally, just hold on is a fairly reasonable position to take. I think of of for me, um, especially if you're on a on on a window seat. If you're on a window seat or an otherwise not aisle seat to 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 ask your your fellow um travelers to stand up unbuckle themselves and unsettle themselves twice because of course you have to come back is fairly thoughtless like i say there's plenty of opportunity to go to the can in the airport but anyway i was sat next to an elderly-ish couple on the flight home and they were both extremely coffee-ish and coffee not in the sense that you drink it in the sense that they were not particularly well seemingly um but not in like a they they seemed perfectly fine but they had like hellish coughs like what seemed to me like the coughs of a smoker a long-term smoker and um it was particularly annoying um but i just double plug earphoned in um and sort of tried not to breathe in the coughs but i feel ever so slightly run down um but i do wonder whether it it is just in fact kind of a long a bit of a a bit of a hangover but not full-fledged if you see what i mean um, <clears throat> my, my, um, yeah, I, I, I was out, I think, it, so I flew in on Wednesday, I was delayed a little bit, but it was okay, and I had, uh, we went out for a nice meal, and nice drinks as well, um, I got quite drunk, because it was supposed to be a morning-ish flight for me, um, but because I was delayed a little bit, I I um, I just didn't have any time to eat anything really. So I only had a breakfast wrap in the Costa at the uh, at the airport, and so by the time I actually, um, it I didn't eat between then and dinner time, um, which I think was we booked in for seven o'clock. So I probably had some. I didn't eat for about. 10 hours or 11 hours, which isn't great. Uh, um, And in the interim period, I was drinking, so I kind of did... I felt a little more pissed than I would be normally, I think, is probably a fair position of mine. Um, Or, sorry, just a fair uh, kind of analysis of where I was at. But... um, So, yeah, I was fairly pissed but we had some nice food i had um a steak 
with Bernays and some chips, triple cut chips. Every menu in London, or at least, well, not even just London, but every menu that I came across specifically noted that their chips were triple cooked. Um, which, you know, uh, yeah, fine, when they are, that's nice. But I do wonder whether it's kind of bullshit in some cases. Because the, 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 the steak place was pretty high-end, but then I went to, um, is it called a beef eater? I went to a beef eater, and they have triple-cooked chips. And, it, and I was just thinking, right, okay, so the triple-cookedness isn't that fancy at this point. But anyway, it is what it is. So Wednesday night, I was fairly pissed. Thursday, I was incredibly pissed. Uh, we went from our, we went from London via train to uh, to Christchurch, um, not New Zealand, and um, we arrived at our Premier Inn quite early, maybe two hours early. So naturally, the first thing and only thing to do was to drink because the Premier Inn was on a sort of a dual carriageway and we weren't really sure where we were walking. So, um, <clears throat> well, we also we kind of didn't know if we could walk and if we were quite far away from anywhere that was a nice walk. So we sort of didn't bother and we thought, well, it's fine to drink. So, and we had a family meal at five. So we arrived at one, we had a family meal at five and we were going to check in at some stage. So we had four hours to kill. I was ha- I had the Guinness there, and the Guinness in in the beef eater was all right. Uh, no, it wasn't even in. I don't think it was the beef eater. I don't know what it was called. It was called something. It was like a. It was kind of a pub, and it had uh, extra cold Guinness. So I had that, and it was perfectly fine. But again, I was pissed by. I was pissed by the time the family arrived, and I was being told, you know, I I had to get. I got told to be quiet twice by my immediate family. I think it was my sister. I think it was more my sister that was telling me to be quiet. So that means I was a little overexcitable. But that I think that's to be expected. Because the thing is, is when I'm a bit nervous, and certainly around my, um, you know, my extended family whom I've not, you know, met in a while, it basically does become me doing. Um, my stand-up routine wherever possible because that's like my defense mechanism so I think that's probably the origin of me being told to be quiet um so yeah had a lasagna and chips because I desperately needed that as well hadn't eaten since I think probably breakfast again if we think about it um so it was all catching up um yeah, Thursday night was Thursday night was a was a fairly big session. Um I think over the course of the day on the Thursday I would have had about twelve or so drinks. Um the same applied to uh Friday, which was the wedding day, and we went to a lovely place called Sopley Mill. Um and uh, it was it was gorgeous. I mean, it reminded me of home a little bit, but just, yeah, in the kind of British countryside. So we went there, had a lovely day, all told. Um, everyone was on good form. I sort of was 
dressing myself as kind of tranquility base hotel Alex Turner um, where possible. Obviously, uh, sort of a little version of him. Um, but I was feeling myself. I felt quite sexy, so I was glad about that. Um, and um, again, yeah, must have had twelve or so drinks um, across, across the day. I was I was ready before everyone else was. Uh, my mother had a disaster in her room, <laughs> and I don't mean of her doing, but there was uh, there was sewage water coming out of the the toilet or something, so the bathroom was flooded. So they they were delayed in getting ready, and as you can imagine, with 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 the ladies, they were um, they were that was a real disaster. So I was ready before everyone, and uh, the only thing to do was to sit outside in my uh, tranquility my tranquility base suit, um, drinking Guinness Extra Cold by myself. So I did more of that. I asked if they had cash back for the fruities. They said no. And I was thinking, well, that's annoying. Because who carries cash anymore? Um, You know, I'm trying to give you more money, but whatever. So I wasn't allowed on the fruit machines. Um, And, yeah, we ended up at the wedding, sloppy meal. It was beautiful. Um, And had a lovely time. Um, So, yeah... Honestly, not masses to report back on on the kind of the trip itself. Um, it's more just the sort of the feelings that you get from certain things that you uh, that you observe while you're away. And I think one of them is um, I think it's kind of typical of the Gatwick flight, or well, just I guess any flight to London is that. There's a lot of sort of seemingly executive businessy people on the flight. Um, we were delayed um, on the way there. We were we were delayed both ways, but the second time round was fine because we sort of we were only delayed on the way back because the plane from Krakow was was just late. So I think I, I don't mind lateness especially because I can be a little late at times. And you don't know what, what the thing was. Maybe the maybe the pilot needed to go to the can in Krakow before he took off because he, he realised it's, you know, rude to go to the can on an airplane unless, you know, it's a long-haul flight and it's absolutely necessary or whatever. Won't go in on that. But um, on the way there, we were delayed because there was a bird strike on the wing of the plane. Now, that feels like a fairly catastrophic event in certain circumstances. Certainly if the bird has gone into the engine and done whatever, um, you know, provided an, an, a skeleton's worth of spanners in the work, in the works. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yes, there was, there was a bird strike on the wing of the plane. And I kind of only gathered this information by not asking the people themselves, um, you know, the, the staff in the airport, because you knew they didn't really know, they or they didn't know that much. They knew about as much as us, and they're only getting told what they're getting told as and when they're getting told. And so I felt kind of quite a lot of people were, were being unreasonably uh, questioning of them. Um 
as if they they had the key to the um, to everything and that they could potentially just let us board the plane um, when it was entirely out of their hands. And I've always kind of felt bad for for airport staff in that sort of circumstance. Uh, I have noticed that there's more and more delays um, when I'm flying these days, and I'm not quite sure why. I think it's an EasyJet thing, to be honest. But I like EasyJet. I'm a shareholder. I've lost an awful lot of money in EasyJet over the years. Um, But I still am warm um, towards EasyJet because ultimately I got to where I needed to go and I got back to where I needed to be, so fine. Um, But... Yeah, there was a bird strike on the wing, and what happened was it was it was a glancing strike on the wing, and in reality, I don't think it's a big deal. I think if this happens in a, you know, if it happens in Gatwick and you're in a big plane, I don't think anyone's ever know. I don't think it's even mentioned, um, but uh, because it's a smaller plane, and we're on the Isle of Man, uh, of course, there's. Uh, there's no engineer on the ground to actually just check the the wing and make sure that it's absolutely fine and it, and and you know sort of sign off the plane to fly. Um, I would assume that in Gatwick and other big airports, Heathrow and all the rest, they must have engineers on the ground who look at it as soon as it lands and they just sort of say, "Yep, absolutely fine. Off you, off you go." So. There's no engineer here, and there was talk of, right, well, they're going to fly one over from Manchester and stuff like this. And I was thinking, well, this is disastrous. Um, and there was uh, there was a couple of kind of businessmen sat next to me, um, you know, speaking with absolute kind of confidence, saying, well, you know, the thing is, is when you have bird strikes such as this, it's... Um, you know, it's a, it's it's days, if not weeks, of, of delay. They, they they can't possibly fly. And in fact, I think you know we're we're gone. We're dead in the water here. And I was just thinking, right, okay, well that's weird because they're saying they're going to give us an update in about half an hour. And I, and I think if they were really really confident that we had no chance, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't. You know, be giving us such a frequent update. I think they'd probably just tell us now, or cancel the flight, whatever. But anyway, you go, I was very confident. I was like, well, whatever, let's just see what happens. Um, there were another kind of, there was quite a few other um, sort of very busybody-ish people frantically re- rerouting their, their flights to Heathrow or something. There was, a fl- there was a flight to Heathrow about two in the afternoon or something like that. So a lot of people were doing that, changing their bags, getting angry at the staff. Um and um, after probably an hour, maybe, uh, we got an update that we were good to go and that we were going to board. So we go down, we board, blah, blah, blah. Captain comes out and he says, yep, this is a situation. Bird glanced the, the wing. The delays because we didn't have an engineer. And uh, in certain circumstances, I'll be given special discontinuity uh, dis- dispensation to um to sign off the plane so i've done that great we're all flying and of course the people who are very confidently you know basically talking bollocks about bird strikes um are were wrong and they just kind of cracked on um 
I noticed as well that you know the whole way, sort of the whole time pre uh, pre flight, and uh, you know even as even as close to the flight as when we're in that sort of like boarding hold room, that they're on their business, you know they're on their business phones, they're having calls, they're doing bits and pieces, and you know entrepreneurship, 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 I respect it. It's not for me, certainly not, but I I do respect it, um, and, um, but I just kind of looked at these guys, because um, it it was guys in in the, in the room. I think that there might have been a couple of others, but it, it was predominantly like three or four guys that caught my attention. Uh, one of them was like, well, I have a meeting at two o'clock in Knightsbridge, you see, so I just can't afford to miss this. And he was kind of saying that to the staff as if, like, that was the thing that would maybe get them to get us to board quicker. And I was thinking, what the fuck? It's It's got nothing to do, but whatever. Um, so he will have probably got to his meeting in Knightsbridge, so hopefully that was fruitful and definitely worth the fucking plane trip and not something that could have been resolved over a Zoom call, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, that was a thing. Um, but the thing I noticed about all of that, uh, one of them, in fact, was was on a... Uh, he was he was seemingly on a family holiday um, with, his, with his kind of wife and kids, and um, even with all of that, he was, you know, still on his work phone, still quite intense, um, you know, very pushy with the staff. Um, but yeah, just glued to his work phone, constant kind of never switching off of anything like that. And I just thought to myself, and I'm thinking even more now, how just how shit that life is really, or how, how unsuited to that life I am. Um, and again, I understand that, you know, for some people, that's what they, you know, basically you, you do opt into it and that's fine. But <clears throat> having seen it, you know, in action, in close proximity, when, you know, I had, I had enough time to kind of really observe for a while. And I just, um, you know, I don't, under- I, I, I don't think I'll ever understand how people can live like that because what was probably the big positive of getting getting away is that like I had essentially kind of um left behind all aspects of my home life at home so my job and stuff I wasn't thinking about work very much in fact I didn't think about work at all um after probably at least you know, Wednesday, I was as I was flying, it was kind of a thing. But then once I was in London, and instantly you're just hit with this, with the busyness and the the increased tension of the place in comparison to this, the 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 countryside. Um, your your attention has to shift because you do have to be present in the moment because you're in London now and it's busy and you've got to be. I don't know. You've got to be cognizant of what's around you and what you're doing. Um, and I just kind of looked at these 
these busybodies, these people with seemingly important jobs, and I just can't, I can't imagine how I would ever want to be like that, um, and in a way it's quite freeing really, knowing that like that's, that's not something I particularly want, I mean, yes they were dressed nicely, they had nice kit, um, presumably they have nice cars and they're flying to nice places, but <clears throat> I think there is something infinitely more valuable in the fact that I was able to just not really worry about anything here for an extended period of time. Um, I feel really refreshed because of it, even if I do feel ever so slightly ill having spent time next to the, uh, the sort of the, the smoker's cough club. Um, and, you know, kind of further to that point that I was making before about, you know, not being, you know, overly busy or overly obsessed with work or overly kind of obliged to work is the fact that, like, the beauty of getting away is this, um, for me anyway, is the fact that you can switch off um, and you can kind of clamber out of the fishbowl that is your life for 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 a period of time. And that's exactly what I feel I did. Um, I feel, you know, it's almost enlightening in a way because you don't need to worry about, uh, or sorry, you kind of, some of the things that might concern you while you're at home, they just don't exist. And then when you, when you go to a city that's big and vibrant with millions of people in it, you you realize the scale of everything and you realize that everyone, you know, there's so many people out there. There's so many things to do, places to see, you know, I, I, there's no way, even, even, even though I go to London semi-regularly, um, there's, uh, there will be boroughs that I never go to. There will be places I never see, um, people I never meet things I never get to do, and that's quite a nice feeling, you know, I'll never run out of ways to be invigorated by that place, um, and um, that's like just one place, <laughs> it's one city, so the, you know, the scale of the world <clears throat> is kind of astonishing. I can't even really fathom it. So, um, but it's nice to be reminded of it um, when perhaps you can feel like things are on top of you a little bit um, or not even if things are on top of you, but maybe sometimes you don't even realize that you need to get away because I think sometimes you you need to be reminded of the scale of things and what's out there. Um, and I think that's what I've got out of it. So I don't want to be a, an important businessman. I quite enjoy sitting in the corner in Starbucks, not being able to read the departures board because I need glasses, writing a hate poem about them. Um sort of sipping on a Starbucks that takes two hours to drink because it's too hot. Um, 
and um you know brooding and pretending that i'm a film star or something like that i like having i like being able to do that not worrying about the fact that i can't get 4g on my phone in fact quite almost relishing the the the, the detachment from my phone over the course of a weekend or an extended weekend i enjoy all that um and i'd recommend it to you too um and i'm looking forward to my next trip away already um so yeah uh i guess as ever i hope you're well um i hope that you've had a nice time as well in in any case no matter what you've been doing even if you're very firmly in the fishbowl it's a nice place to be it's why i chose to come back um But don't be afraid to look outward. Um, And of course, as ever, remember to be kind to yourself, kind to other people. Um, Share the podcast if you'd like. Uh, And lastly, I did record like a minute of audio, I think in the wedding. But I don't remember doing it, and I don't remember what I said. So I may put it at the end of the podcast. I may not. However, no matter what happens, I'll be speaking to you next week. Thanks for your time, and goodbye. Hello. <laughs> I'm at a wedding. The song Britney Spears Toxic is on right now. Um... I am sat in the bottom corner, stood in the bottom corner of the room, um, you know, by myself. I don't know anyone here. I'm not pissed enough to dance to this song. Um, I might enjoy a shit in the toilet at some point soon. That seems like a nice way to spend some time. But uh, this is funny to me. Um, I am quite pissed, but not pissed enough. It's an interesting dichotomy. I will get back to you, because I think I'm going to record more of the podcast later. Thanks for your time.